Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all our listeners out there. I want to welcome you all to another episode of The Blunt Experience. I am your main man, Joe Blunt. Unfortunately, today my co-anchor, Taffa, is not available. Um, I think something to do with the missus or... I don't know. <laughs> but by next episode... Hopefully he should be available and he should be able to explain to not just me but the entire world why he couldn't be available for this um, episode. But Tafa, wherever you are, I, I wish you... I don't know. <laughs> I, still, I still need to get, get hold of him um, and have him explain himself. I'll tell you what needs explaining though. Is actually what I want to open this episode with. Thomas Lane. Thomas Lane is out on bail. For those who might not know who Thomas Lane is, he is former. He's a former Minneapolis. Yeah, I think I got I got the pronunciation correct. He is a former Minneapolis police officer one of four police officers charged for the murder of George Floyd. Now, if you do not know who George Floyd is, then I think you are definitely living under a rock, a rock where a Black Lives Matter movement or protests cannot definitely take place. Um, George Floyd was a 40-something-year-old African-American who was killed in Minneapolis by four police officers. Well, they say it's just by one. As far as I'm concerned, the other three were part of the murder due to the fact that they were in the vicinity and did nothing to stop their colleague from choking George Floyd out with a knee to the neck. Um, these four officers were charged and Thomas Lane, one of them, is now out on bail. Uh, the judge gave him a, a $1 million bail bond which was paid, well, if I'm not wrong, I'm, more, I'm a bit more common sense when it comes to um, British um, bail system. But if I'm not wrong, and I do stand to be corrected, and please do correct me, but um, in, Amer- in the American bail system, you're only, um, you're only asked to pay ten- a tenth of it, so you which means about 100,000 by my calculation. I mean, I'm not a great at maths, but um, I think <laughs> I can work out what a tenth of a million is, and that's 100,000. Um, so you're trying to tell me someone paid, or rather, from what I've read, a me, a GoFundMe or whatever websites was put in place, and people donated towards his bill bond and it was paid. Um, a few questions I need to ask about this. First and foremost, why was he even given the option of bail? For someone who's charged by for manslaughter, I don't think he deserves bail, especially with such heavy evidence as much as someone who's being charged with so much 
evidence you know behind the charge there's so much evidence behind the charge there's so much evidence behind the accusation i mean there's video evidence of him being around and watching George Floyd being choked out and doing nothing to stop his colleague. So why on earth was he given the option of bail? Or bail bond or however you want to put it. Yeah, those are questions. One question, that's one question I need, to, I need to ask and I hope someone can answer at some point. Should someone who's committed murder or who's committed manslaughter be given bail? I don't think such a person deserves bail. No matter what you, your, his defense might be, or, or, or I, I don't even imagine, I can't, but I mean, this is the world today. You will still have, even with the evidence stacked up against someone, the accused, you'll still have, you know, one, someone come up with some rather ridiculous evi- um, defense or something. But hey, with all that proof, what is the point of giving him bail? But now he's out on bail. And the fact that someone would actually set up a GoFundMe or set up some donation websites and people would actually donate towards his bail makes me actually ask myself, you know, I don't know, what's the moral on that? What's even the thought process behind that? Why would you donate towards the bail of someone who took part in the murder? Who everyone knows took part in the murder. Is there a doubt that he took part in it? I mean, there's the video. (laughs) You know, there's a video we all can see. At this point, you might as well just give Chubbin bail. You know, the guy who who put his knee, who decided to take a knee on the neck of George Floyd, you might as well just put, give, you know, you might as well just give him bail and, and let him loose. I, I think the whole bail thing was just a mockery of, it's, it's just, it's not just a mockery of the justice system, but it also goes to show the sort of white privilege in America, if that was a black man, if that was a black person, if that was an ethnic minority, especially a black person, I bet you nine out of 10, he won't have gotten bail. If not 10 out of 10. His bail, even if he got bail, I I doubt, you know, if I doubt if Thomas Lane was a black man, he would have gotten bail. And if he had gotten bail, it would have been some ridiculous figure of maybe 10 million or 100 million that they know oh he can never pay and no no amount of fund funds or donations would pay that but hey this guy's out of bail and the black lives matter movement continues the protests continue and in the end of the day for for the fact that this guy could actually walk out on bail just shows that it makes me ask questions, you know, how far is this movement really going? How far is it? How effective is it actually? Because in the end of the day, you can name 
streets as you can you can name streets black lives matter you can name all the streets in america black lives matter or you can name them i mean you we really had we already have martin Luther and king you know streets and boulevards and malcolm x boulevards and what have you in in many parts of america but how far is that gone how far is that actually gone we've still had decades of police brutality against black people you know racism racial profiling and what have you you against black people institutionalized racism against black people all over the world not just in america i mean even here in africa which is a black continent a black continent we still have a lot of that And you're asking yourself, you know, one needs to just ask yourself, how effective has this been so far? We don't need people to take it, take the knee. We don't need um, white people taking the knee or, you know, showing so much support for us or something. If you really want to support us, if you really want to push the movement forward and make it more effective, change the laws. Change the laws that have for years backed racism. Change the laws that have for years given white people privileges. Change the mindsets of the white man and and those who for years oppressed the black race. That's where you start making some sort of movements. That's where you start making some sort of progress. You can call the streets where the White House is, you know, as many black names as you want. I mean, now it's called Black Lives Matter. But hey, look at the person who's sitting at the helm there. Does he believe Black Lives Matter? Absolutely not. Start voting in leaders who actually believe in black equality. They don't need to be a black person, but they just need to believe that black people, in fact, they need to believe that all races are equal. We've gone, I believe, we've gone past the whole thing of black civil rights. And I think we've gone past the point of taking the knee. Martin Luther King, he did what he needed to do back in his time. Malcolm X, Adam Clayton, they did, they all, okay, I won't say Clayton. But Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, they, they did what they need, need to, needed to do to get black civil rights on the map. Question is, what happened afterwards? After both men were killed, what happened afterwards? It pretty much died with it. Pretty much died with them. And after decades of continuous brutality and oppression, we finally pick pick up from where they left off, and we're still talking about black rights. Nah, we, we should be talking about black rights because, come on, I mean. Gay people have even more rights than we do. 
LGBTQ, they have more rights than black people do. We need to be talking about black equality. And we do need to put people in power that believe that all men and women, genders, colors, race, abilities and disabilities are equal. Some people who are ready to create a leveled playing field for everyone. Not giving one person or one section of the population an advantage. Sorry, you're about to hear, so yeah, you're just hearing some really ridiculous sound in the background. <laughs> Third world struggles. But there we are. In the end of the day, Thomas Lane, Alton Bill, some people are going to over- overlook it and say, hey, yeah, he's, he's Alton Bill, so what? It doesn't mean anything. It does. It does. It, it really does. It's like, it's like looking at the Mona Lisa and then you see a, a white spot on the Mona Lisa and you say, oh, now nah, that white spot, that, that white thing doesn't mean, it, it does, it, it, that thing devalues, already devalues the Mona Lisa. And that's what Thomas Lane's bill has done during the period of the Black Lives Matter movement. That's what it's done during the period of the protests. It has left a sting in the efforts. I don't even want to talk about, you know, the fact that the protests are only being held in 33 states in about 33 states and not all 50. And that's a different thing. <laughs> that's, that's a different that's a different topic. It was that, that is just another example of the fact that this is this this is really not um, going as it should go, but still doesn't mean we should give up. It doesn't mean we should stop fighting. The fight for for black equality is a fight that we must all continue to do till we finally achieve it and then when we achieve it we continue we continue to enforce it we continue to let people let everyone know that hey our eyes are open our ears are open we're not going to just get it and say oh we rest Mm -mm. we're going to get it and keep it That's just my take on it. That's just my take. But then again, I'm just one person in the population of millions of black people. And I hope someday, all I can do is hope and wish that during my lifetime, I get to see black people being treated equally around the world. Lord knows our ancestors did not go through what they went through 
to have us go through what we're going through. Their sacrifices shall not be in vain. But, um, yeah. (laughs) So it's, that's a topic that actually really gets to me. Um, being someone who's not just black, but has faced racism for, yeah, I've faced a lot of racism. I mean, I can imagine there are millions of black people out there that have faced more racism than I have. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can never, I can't, um, I, I can't claim, I, I'm never going to start saying, oh, I've done face racism more than anyone else. No, it's, it's not, it's not competition. You know, instead it's a ground to unite on. Speaking of grounds to unite on, <laughs> now this is one thing that's going to cause a lot of my opinions on this one topic is going to cause a lot of disunity, and I know I'm going to face some backlash for it. But hey, this is the blunt experience, and I don't sugar, I and mean, I promise not to sugarcoat things. Playboy Carti and Iggy Azalea last week, or rather Iggy Azalea actually came out and announced that she has a baby with Playboy Carti. Um, Inc. I'm not going to start reading her statement on social media. If you want to have a look at it, I don't know if it's still up by now, but go to Instagram at the new classic. I think that's her Instagram handle. Go there, check it out, read it, and make up what you think, what what you want for yourself. So, uh, apparently, um, they had a baby way before she made, uh, some weeks before she made the the uh, announcements. Um, and before I say anything, I just want to say congratulations to them. It's always lovely when a child comes into the world. Um, it's always a lovely thing when a child is born and I can uh, all I do is wish them the best and wish them all the happiness and wish the child um, the best life possible I'm going to now come to the really controversial (laughs) alright rather oh man I don't know it's funny when you're doing a, it's it's weird doing a podcast without Taff on the other side. So please bear with me, <laughs> uh, because not, normally I like when um, Taff and I we, we try what we when we do podcasts, um, we do this thing whereby we already talk we already talk about topics ahead of time and try um, and I do ask that people forgive us but we try to mellow our arguments our arguments down a bit when we finally do the recording <laughs> because <laughs> when we do um talk about these topics before we come on the podcast the arguments can be almost, it's a good thing we're in different places because the arguments we can almost be at each other's throats especially where we don't when we don't agree on things and it's a good thing um, but yeah, <laughs> I think we have to tone it down for people a bit, a bit, so they, so they don't, um, I don't know, just not to scare people. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we, we might just bring, bring the heat, heat to the podcast and see how people react. 
but uh, I'm just going to put this out there and thank God Taffa is not on the other end because if I say this Taffa is going to start <laughs> sending me messages and saying dude calm down <laughs> I'm going to say this um, I think I've given enough, enough warning especially if you're a fan of Playboy Carty. I'm really questioning Iggy Azalea's decision to have a child with, with Playboy Carty. And this is why, before you leave the podcast, this is, hear me out, hear me out. This is why I'm having, you know, that... I'm having that question mark in my head right now. Um, I don't know Playboy Carty personally. Um, when I say personally, I mean I don't know what he's like in real life. His um, onstage um, persona or his persona as a musician might be might be different from what he's like in real life. I don't know, but I'm going. I'm going to go with what I see on social media, what I see uh, with his performances, his type of music, you know, his outward appearance. I'm going to go with that. And forgive me, I know that sounds shallow, but forgive me, I'm just going by what I'm seeing. I question her decision because I'm thinking to myself, is he the sort of person is he a sort of person who's ready to actually be a dad? Hear me out. Hear me out. Fathers. Fathers are one of the most important figures in the life of a child. Mothers and fathers, two very, very important figures life of the child now I say the, I usually say the father is more important than the mother in terms of raising the child why because it's been <clears throat> it's been shown that fathers have more influence on the child than mothers do and this is not just down to, okay, the child is a boy or a girl. It's not, that hasn't got much to do with gender. For a guy, for a male child, the father represents what he should be or what he should aspire to be when he, as he gets older. For a girl, a female child, a father represents what she should look for in a man that she eventually settles with. You know, it it tells her what a man should be. Now, when you have... uh, You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I promise I was not going to sugarcoat this. I'm just going to lay it out there. When you have... A brown dread. When you have, I'm not. When I say brown dreadlocks, 
I'm talking about the color of his hair. I'm not talking about the color of his skin. It has nothing to do with the color of his skin. Um, when you have a dreadlocks, weed smoking, um, fan fighting, juvenile like Playboy Carty, I'm going by, like I said, I'm going by what, he, you know, his persona, what's, how he acts. When you have someone like that as a father, as a role model, as your number one role model, let me highlight that. I'm beginning to ask myself, what's that child going to be like? Because 80% of the time, the, the male child ends up being like the father. 80% of the time, there's still that 20% that, you know, doesn't go that way. But 80% of the time, the child ends up being, the male child ends up, you know, having the father's qualities or having some of the father's qualities. And you start the question, was Iggy thinking that through when she had, when she decides to have a baby with Playboy Carty? I mean, there maybe could have been a, a, an unexpected pregnancy. Um, maybe they planned it, maybe they didn't plan it. You know, but still, Playboy Carty, <laughs> you know, and even if he's not like that as a real person, but still, your unstable persona, your child is going to eventually see your videos. I mean, this is the era of social media. Your child's still going to see your videos. Your child's still going to see your performances and stuff. And one way or the other, he's going to, he's going to you know, especially if it's a male child, he's going to want to be like you and act like you, talk like you, walk like you, do all that, sag, sag, your trousers, sag his trousers like you sag your, your trousers, smoke weed the way you smoke weed, tattoo your body the way, he, the way you tattoo your body. And your daughter is going to look and think, oh, I want a guy who's like daddy. And what if a guy who looks like daddy isn't what she actually needs? What if a guy who looks like Playboy Carty isn't the sort of guy that will treat her well? I'm keeping an open mind. I'm not judging. In the end of the day, I mean, it's not like Iggy herself is perfect. I'm not judging. No one on the earth, on the surface of the earth, is perfect. But you see, when you have a child... When you have children, and I mean, I don't have any, but I'm going by what by my mates who have kids. When you have kids, it's a whole different ball game. It's you can't be the same person anymore. You cannot be the same person anymore. You can't. You know, you can't be acting a fool. You can't, you can't, you just, you're just not the same person anymore. Everything's about your child. And I hope, I really honestly do hope Playboy Carty realizes that and cleans up his act for the sake of his child and maybe his children to come. Because, I mean, I imagine, I imagine there's more than one child 
you know, I just hope he, honestly, I hope he cleans up his acts and ends up being a great father. Not by my judgment, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to judge. I'm I'm not going to spend my time judging people or judging him for his actions or decisions or whatsoever. I'm saying for the sake of his own child growing up to end up having a more a much better life than he's than he has to end up having a better image that he has I can imagine that he won't want his um, he want his child to be better than he is and be known to be more responsible than he ended up being um, I can imagine that maybe the way he portrays himself on stage is not the way he really wants to be or who he really wants to be but hey he's doing it because that's what sells I can imagine a scenario like that it's possible I, I've known one or two people who've you know who are you know active musicians who've you know said to me hey you know the way I'm acting is not the way I, I really am and you know I, I'm just doing it because this is what this this is what the fan wants this is what sells this is what you know puts food on the table I can imagine that he he and Iggy would want their child to find his or herself. Sorry, I, I can't remember the gender of the child. Um, and decide to be better than, than they are. Because honestly speaking, when I see people in show business, you think, oh, you know, this person is having fun. He's, this, this famous person is great. But deep inside, there's this different person that they're trying to suppress because that person isn't going to um, have the, the bank account rolling. You know, this person, this their real self might not be able to to have the fans engaged and interested so maybe he's actually not a bad boy and maybe all those tattoos and you know this weed smoking and what have you is what he's trained himself to do just to sell records and you know and entertain the crowd and keep his fans going maybe the maybe the words Iggy says in her you know in her songs are not what she really wants to say or you know they're not what she wants to rap about but hey that's what sells so that's what she's doing I don't know there are a lot of possibilities but I'm just hoping that for the sake of their kids well they have one child they might have another um, for the sake of them that they that they just you know they clean themselves up and let people and you know let their child know who they really are and hopefully help their child discover who who he or she should be that's all to to it you know i I wish them the the very best and once again i i i'm so happy for them honestly there's i'm really happy when when people end up becoming parents i think um parenthood is a beautiful thing oh my god i look forward to becoming one someday um yeah (laughs) it's something definitely something to be excited about i'll tell you what is another thing to be excited about um the premier league is coming back (laughs) yes the premier league is coming back this week 
lovely 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 oh my god it's it's so lovely uh, as much as I wasn't exactly in so much support of it um, I think I said that in my in the first podcast um, that I didn't really support the return of the Premier League um, and that was because I, I honestly I, I just thought okay what are the measures being taken to safeguard the players but it seems like you know the Premier League in England are actually you know doing their best to make sure you know the players don't get infected by the virus and they're doing everything possible and and that's good you know my hats off off to them Um, it is going to be weird not having fans in the stadium (laughs) I can imagine a lot of clubs are going to do things um, to sort of still give that sort of environment I can imagine they're going to have audio of uh, fans playing and having, having some DJ control the audio or something um, I heard they're going to have screens with fans live feed of fans watching via laptops and what have you um, there's so many things in place whatever they do please do not be like that I think it was the Korean team or so that had sex dolls on the stands like what was up with that man <laughs> Like, that was like sign levels of, that was just sign levels. I can't even, I can't even find the word to describe that. <laughs> imagine you're watching, a, you're watching, I mean, yes, only in Asia, right? But imagine you're watching a game and then as, the, and then the camera, you know, when the camera turn, usually turns to the fans and shows their facial reactions, and then you just turn to the fan and you see a sex doll, you're like, Oh my God, am I on Pornhub? <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> are, you, are you sure? Where, I, well, and imagine then your missus walks in and God help you, you're, on a, like, you're, you're streaming the game and your internet decides to, to freeze on you. And then it's just that picture of the sex doll frozen to your screen. Imagine telling, explaining to the missus that, oh, no, 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 this is not Pornhub. This is actually, you know, a Korean game going on. <laughs> that would be some sort of explanation you'd have to, you'd have to make. Oh my God. Oh, that would be, that would be something, you know, to tell the children when it, it's children when they're teenagers or maybe just not tell them at all. <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, Premier League is back. Definitely back. And, um, I, I wish, I wish all, all the teams and the players good, best of luck. Um, yes, I'm an Arsenal supporter. We're sitting on ninth. I don't know how we're going to beat Man- Manchester City. Honestly speaking, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they and Liverpool are the benchmark of, you know, what we should be like. We should be competing with them. Um, we should be playing with the skill of Man City and we should be playing with the intensity of Liverpool and I hope uh, our, our manager or head coach whatever title he's, he's got uh, Mikel Arteta gets us there though I, I know that the team right now the club is in a lot of issues with contracts and there are a lot of decisions to be made that they don't seem to be decisive about I know, funds and what have you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really I really wish all the teams, especially Arsenal, the 
best of luck. I, I hope we get into Europe. I hope we get into Europe, 20%, but then I hope we don't because I think that team, I think uh, uh, Arsenal needs a serious restart. Um, they really need to hit the restart button on Arsenal and build up the team for the next five years um, and just get get rid of a lot of dead weights like jeez man but that's not really even what I really want to talk about it's what I really want to talk about is um, the, the EPL's decision to have Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matters rather on the shirts of every Arsenal, oh sorry, not just Arsenal, of every um, Premier League team for the next 12 games. Um, I keep using that, I keep saying, um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm going to say that is a very, very shallow move on the Premier League. Oh, sorry, by the Premier League. As a, I think it really insults the intelligence of not just the black players, but the black fans, the uh, black coaches, which are very few. Sorry, no, we don't have black coaches. We don't even have black coaches or black managers in the Premier League anymore, except Experience Santos, the, the um, guy at Wolves. Besides that, we don't have any, and I'm coming coming to that. But I think it's an, it's a really really big insult. It just insults the intelligence of every black person involved in the Premier Premier League, and that includes the the fans, the players. It's ridiculous. Yes, it, you want Black Lives Matters in the show. First and foremost, how many people are? I mean, how does that really even help? Let me tell you. Let me explain to you why I'm really why this seems to really grind my gears right now because um, I, I'm really trying to hold myself back because I I really hate when people try to or institutions try to insult one's intelligence. Twenty teams in the Premier League. Only one team has a black manager, Spiritus Santos, and that's. The, the Wolves manager um, would I really say he's so much black maybe not maybe not so much but still I mean we'll take it he's black 1 out of 20 that's 19 teams with no with white managers 19 teams out of 20 with no black and yet there and yet there's the whole you know Rooney rule that says that clubs must interview or give uh, a level playing field to blame sorry to blame player to blame blame players and managers okay in case Listeners, you don't know what BAME stands for. It stands for Black, Asian, uh, Minority, Ethnicity. Um, in At the end, what it does is just leaves a big loophole. It says, oh, you know, you interview them, but it doesn't say you hire them. No, it doesn't. 
it, it just says, oh, you know, so if I'm a team, if I'm a team owner, all I need to do is, okay, you know what? Hey, I'm going to interview 20 managers. I already know, I already have a short list of five, but I'm just going to interview a couple of black and Asian, you know, ethnic, ethnic minority managers uh, just to fulfill our righteousness. And that's it, you know. I don't need to hire them. It's all good. I, I, did, I did what the I did what the rule says, you know. And what does that do? I think that you have end up having teams who don't even give blacks an opportunity in their coaching staff. How many teams? Name one. Name one. One team except Wolves that actually have black people in their coaching staff. Barely any. You have a lot of black former players who've applied to clubs, people like Dwight York, who've applied to clubs, asking for an, for an opportunity to coach, but hey, they get they get rejected. You had Chris Hewson, manager of Bryson. He got he got fired after some games. Black managers are not giving as much opportunity or as much patience as white managers. Why is that? The EPL, the English Premier League, have the power to enforce the ruling rule, have the power to promote BAME managerial staff, you know, BAME coaches, BAME managers, you know, the BAME folks in the man, the black folks in the managerial staff. They have the rights, they have the power to promote them, to give them a chance, but they're not doing anything. Instead, their contribution to Black Lives Matter movements, to giving blacks equality in the Premier League is by having um, the Black Lives Matter name written on the shirts to replace the names of the players for 12 games. So what, after 12 games, black lives don't matter anymore? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Is that what the board of the English Premier League are saying that after 12 games, hey, Black lives don't matter. We've we've done what we can. I think they can do more. I know they can do more. They need to stop scratching. They they need to stop insulting the intelligence of people and barely scratching the surface. They need to start actually forcing teams into giving black people equal opportunities in the teams, not yeah, we finally got in to the point where you know black players are being paid um, as much as you know the white folks are. Thank heavens we've actually we've gotten to that. But then there's also the issue of the coaches. There's also the issue of the black players in the English national team, for instance. Let me take people's minds back to what happened in the uh, 2000s when John Terry was removed as England captain. When John Terry was removed as England captain, Rio Ferdinand, or rather before John Terry was moved, removed from England captain, John um, Rio Ferdinand, yes, Rio Ferdinand was the vice captain. It made sense. To make him captain, everyone saw him saw him as the leader, as a leader in the locker room. 
Guess what happened? Rio Ferdinand wasn't given captaincy. Instead, it was given to Steven Gerrard. Everyone, everyone knows that if when it comes to being a leader, Rio Ferdinand was a far more prominent figure in the English in the English dressing room, in the dressing room of the English national team than Stevie Gerrard was. I mean, this is not taking anything from Stevie G. I mean, Stevie G, great player. You know, he was, he was quite the leader for um, Liverpool. I don't... From what I heard, um, he wasn't exactly so much... As of prior to being England captain, England captain, he wasn't that vocal in the dressing room. It was usually John Terry, um, likes of John Terry, um, sometimes Ashley Cole, but most times uh, Rio Ferdinand are really the guys who are really, you know, barking out orders and, you know, keeping guys in check and, and what have you. But Rio, Rio Ferdinand, he got, he got, you know, he, I'm trying to find the right word word without sounding harsh. But he really got done in. He really got done in by the FA. And please, someone tell me or convince me that it wasn't down to the color of his skin. Try just. Try and convince me that it wasn't down to the color of his skin. A lot of people are going to say, "Oh, you know, you know, the FA—they were going for a long-term, for a long-term person as captain." Bullshit. I call bullshit on that because Real Ferdinand still had that longevity in terms of age. They didn't give him his his chance, and I think he was really. He was really hard done by that. He was robbed because of his skin color. So the Premier League and the FA should not give me that bullshit of, oh, we're in support of Black Lives Matter. No, you guys aren't. You're just doing a PR stunt to keep, you know, to stay in tune with the times and not be disenchanted from your black and younger audience but we see through all that honestly the the intelligent ones the smart intelligent ones see past that and we're waiting for you you all to actually take action to do the needful to do what's right in the end of the day it's up to them, you know. It's it's up to what's up to the Premier League on what side of history they want to be on. It's up to associations like the NFL or the NBA to decide, you know, what side of history they want to be on. But I don't think black people, I, 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 the intelligent black people, are not going to be um, wowed by such shallow things like, you know, putting names on the shirts what's, what's that going to do for us <laughs> really what's that? Is, is, it that, is that going to put more black managers in the Premier League are your donations going to stop what is that, what's that going to do is, is, are the donation, donations going to stop 
police from racially prof- racially profiling black people are they going to have stop the police from uh, overkilling when I say you're using the overkill on black people I mean you end up having 10 police officers trying to arrest one black man one black and unarmed man 10 armed police officers trying to arrest one black unarmed unarmed man that is what we're seeing in the world today honestly we're looking and we're waiting we look forward to what they do next so what's going to happen next or rather what seems to be soon happening next 5G wow 5G 5G I mean we've been hearing about the whole thing on 5G and wow I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna just give you a breakdown on the whole idea of 5g so your normal i mean that i mean there's just been a whole rant and talk about 5g this 5g that 5g is coming and they we, we know where all the um talk is from coming from it's definitely coming from china um because in the end of the day let's let's uh, let's be honest with ourselves china controls more than uh, almost 80 percent of the internet we're, we're using today is under the control of china those guys hats off to them <laughs> they really chairman mao and mao zedong and um and his successors they they really had a plan like hats off to them honestly i have huge respect for, for the Chinese leadership so far as much as they might not have the greatest hum, human rights records they have executed a long term plan that has put China as one of the biggest powers in the world today they have colonized most of the world without even firing a bullet let's think about it They've colonized almost the entire Africa. They've created a new Silk Road, you know, through Africa, from Asia through Africa, heading to, I don't know, a continent near you. That's, I mean, that's, that's really open our eyes and look at it. You know, and... And that's just what happens when you have a long-term strategy that's been fo- that has been followed through for decades. I wish someday that African countries can do the same same thing if it's not too late. But right now, we're, the entire continent, honestly, African continent is just sleeping. I think a lot of countries, besides African countries, are really sleeping and focusing too much on on um, personal greed rather than national greed. It's different when you have personal greed. When you have national greed, then you know it's the entire country looking after themselves. And that's what China have done. And they've, and they've done it and they're prospering. They've got their own economical issues. They're not perfect. But guess what? They're a world power today. While America are falling behind because they're too bothered about... They're too divided on race. And Trump is trying, trying to bring up some stupid... Um, immigration laws but he forgets that he's descendants of my of a migrant hell yeah 
let me put let me use that American term. Hell yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the only the real Americans are the native Indians and they're being, you know, restricted to, to reservations and being persecuted. They maybe they should be one saying, you know what? Let's do the immigration laws ourselves. Y'all to leave. <laughs> let's 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 get down to to the whole. Let's get down to the whole American colloquialism. But back to five G. Five G. In case many of you don't realize, five G is actually faster than four G. It's actually it's actually about four to five times faster than four G. It offers about twenty megs per second. Yeah, so yeah, so megs per second, minimum twenty megs per second download speed. Meaning those videos, those movies you you watch, yeah, you can download them in bet in minutes. Like, wow, it it is that fast. Apparently, um, I've spoke spoken to one or two people who've experienced it in some parts of um, China where it's actually been used. Um, at the moment and they're like wow it's it's something else um in the end any other day um china are leading the charge for 5g um there are some countries like the north european countries aka the scandinavian countries that actually that still that offer 5g and it seems to be something that is being touted as the future of um, internet uh, of internet service. Question is, do we five G or do we not five G? I'm going to before I give my own opinion. I'm going to let you. I, I, I want to let listeners know um, what five G. The benefits of 5G. Let me put it that way. The benefit. Let me put the benefits of 5G. Let me put the disadvantages of 5G, or the, the pros and the cons of it, and then I give my opinion on it. Um, benefits. Well, it's fast. You know, it, it, it's faster download speeds, faster browsing, um, much faster internet. Um, thing you end up having things like. Uh, those 4K resolutions, you know, they, they end up coming quicker and clearer. Um, 8K, which seems to be com- which seems to be coming out soon. It, the 5G supports 8K beautifully. Uh, that's 8K p- picture quality. It will help with the uh, self-driving cars, which are co- which are soon to hit the markets in some parts of the world. And I think I think that's about it, really. You know, yes, it will help with you know communication and you know video messaging. And that and that that's I think that to me that's where the pros end. The cons, on the other hand, and yes, this argument sounds like I think by now people are starting to figure out where my head is at. But the cons, on the other hand. Um, 5G is actually more expensive than 4G, understandably so, but it is more expensive than you actually think. It's actually three to four times more expensive than 4G. 
and not just we're not just talking about the infrastructure we're also talking about the fact that we're also talking we're also talking about the fact that you know you need so many antennas you need so many masts you need so many sat- equipment for it and the costs just go up it means your internet costs will double up and it will take a while for your ISP to actually you know provide to actually get their profits back on 4G you can get your profit as ISP you can get your profits in one year 5G it will take loads of years to get recoup recoup your investments um, back and it's it makes me ask me ask that question you know do we really need 5G because look at AK we haven't even gotten our heads around 4K yet especially the fact that 4K takes up a lot of our, our data allowance do we really need to watch videos in 4K resolution do we need we really need to download videos in matters of minutes or seconds do we really need self-driving cars hell no I, I'm not gonna let some you know robots drive me jeez <laughs> I'm too precious for that Ew. do we really need it I think my answer is no I, I, I don't think I need it I don't know about you know you the listeners but I don't think I need it at all I'm okay with I'm okay with what I have with 4G I don't want to have masts and you know antennas in in so many places just because the signals can't go through walls you know it means each home I end up having you know to have its own uh, come on so that's the thing I, I think honestly I don't think 5G is necessary I think in, in any day and I'm not even going to go into the topic of China using it for espionage because that has not been proven but I don't think it's what we need right now I really do not think it's necessary right now 5G or not to 5G? I say not to 5G. And that's just my thoughts. But yeah. Hope you guys can think through think it through. If possible, leave comments, send send me messages, discuss with your friends. And let's all decide <laughs> if we have a choice. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that has been another show another episode on the blood experience I've missed Taffa you've missed Taffa hopefully Taffa should be back for next episode hopefully my voice sounds better for next episode sorry I'm a little bit um, having a throat thing and I just want to let you guys know whatever you're going through right now understand that bad times don't last but tough people do. Thank you very much. Good morning, good night, and God bless.